Hey everybody, that was Guz's attempt at rhythm. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry about the loud noises while I set my giant fucking guitar over here. All right, hey everybody. Today is March 13th, 13th right? think so yeah march 13th march 13th 2022 sorry that you have to listen to our dogs eat i don't know what the fuck he's eating it's probably something metal uh i am toe v7 and i'm with as always he sounded like a turkey this is a turkey that was pretty close mm-hmm. <laughs> That's more turkey-like. I don't know. Never heard of turkey? Yeah, I've heard of turkey. I was just saying the first one sounded like a turkey. Guys, in case you didn't know, that's what my wife exasperated and is telling me to move on sounds like. Did you hear that in her voice? That's That was... I hear it a lot. Um, so, welcome to Mediocre Marriaging and Other Observations. This is episode number... 30. Is it 30? I think, right? Are we in the dirty 30s? I don't know, are we? The dirty 30s. Oh, cool. Dirty 30. I think. I don't know. Uh, could be. Fucking, who knows? I, no, apparently nobody keeps track of this. So, um, podcast ideas. What do you have, hon? You got anything written down? Nope. Anything ready to go? Nope. What are we going to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You've been writing stuff down for like a half hour while I was knitting, so I figured you had it taken care of. Yeah, while you were ignoring my existence, I tried to jot some stuff down. I was not ignoring your existence. I was knitting. Hey, hey. Let's not I'm get sitting next to you. Muddled. I'm sitting two let's feet away from you. Let's not get muddled in the details. Podcast ideas. Uh, I'm just going to go down a list here that I wrote, and then maybe some magic will happen. How do you feel about that? Sure. Yeah? Are you going to write down some of these things that I mentioned? So that way we know that we had them as topics. Maybe uh, we'll circle back to them later at some other point. Maybe I could just keep the notes that you have written down sure. with everything else and try to organize them at some point. First first thing, this is just a light graze. And I did introduce ourselves, right? Yeah. Toby Seven. Cuz. Ah, Cuz. Um, and that's Jack chewing on something. So... First thing, when to know to call it a day. You're in a relationship. Mm. It's in a rut. Mm-hmm. You're not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. You're getting the perception of the other person and you feel like they're not feeling it either. Mm-hmm. Now you have two people in a relationship who may not be enjoying themselves. Bad scene. Bad scene. Yeah, not good for anybody. How do you call it a day? Um, God, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this because I've not had a ton of experience with it. I mean, I was with my first husband for a very long time. That was hard to call it a day. Who was your high school sweetheart? Huh? Yeah. yeah. When I say that, how gross does it sound? Yeah, and even at he the... He was yeah. a high school sweetheart. I, I had... I had started dating him while in high school. Yes, that's true. Um, And then prior, in between that and us getting married, there was just a smattering of people that I dated. But none of them long enough to actually really have to call it a day. It's just... Just floating yourself around like some sort of pirate hooker. 
<laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, but it's an important one to do it. I had a hard time uh, with uh, my first marriage. I didn't want to call it a day. She did, but she was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wrong. She was right. We're still friends. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But it's important to know when that's coming. Because time, people, listen to me. It's the only currency you don't get back. I've said it before. I'll say it again till I die. It is the only currency you don't get back. Right now, if you're listening to this, I thank you for spending your currency on this interaction and our dog chewing a <laughs> fucking tusk of, I don't know. You're the one who said give him a bone before we start. I didn't know he was going to chew it in the mic. I didn't know that. <laughs> you should have known that he would. Um, all right. So, yeah. I lost my plate. Um, so when to call it a day. How to call it a day. When to call it a day. About to call it a day with this fucking dog. Okay. Uh, so. Sorry, folks. Oh, hey, by the way, during this podcast, there might be a little bit of a pause. We might have to pause it and then we'll come back to it. Hopefully we don't delete anything. That would suck. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Because, you know, whenever the boy gets home from work, the dogs are going to bark and we're trying to squeeze this in. Yeah. But when to call it a day? What do you think are some things that, that shows you like, all right, maybe this, maybe I need to reevaluate some Um, I, I mean, I think <laughs> one thing would be if, if you feel lonely while you're with the person. I mean, that's not a good feeling. You're not supposed to feel lonely while you're with people. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I feel like if you were feeling lonely with your partner, then there's got to be some sense of a disconnect. And I don't want to say on a day-to-day basis, but I would, I would say, like, holistically. I see that you disagree, so why don't you say... It's half disagree, half I just want him to fucking stop for a minute. Well, that sounds like all disagree then, really. Okay, I don't entirely disagree. If you're with your partner and you feel alone, motherfucking dog. If you're with your partner... <laughs> <laughs> this is just life, babe. It's just life. We don't have a studio. We have dogs the size of fucking horses. Yeah. Yeah, you never want to feel alone. Get, I swear to God, get away from me, please. Come here, Jack. It's okay. Um, yeah, you don't want to feel alone when you're with your partner. You know, here's what it is, actually. I don't think it's loneliness. I think it's you don't want to feel like your partner's not on your team. Um, Which that I think those turns are, lonely. I think those are separate things, but I also agree. Like If you feel like your, your partner's not on your team, that's, that's emotionally, a bad thing. Emotionally not on your team. You know, that's a bad sign. I think that's different than loneliness, but... Hmm. Well, you can be wrong. That's fine. Uh, so... <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, what are some other signs, though? What you're lonely, if you feel lonely with your partner. If you feel like they're not on your team. If um, they're hitting you in the face. Oh, uh, yeah, abuse is a... That's the first sign of you need to get... Yep. There's, there's Any kind of abuse. A lot of yelling. Yeah. She's ever done a cross kick or a thigh, you know, if stabbing is, that's a 
That's yeah. a telltale. Or really any violence. Mm-hmm. Violence is bad, people. Yeah, including verbal violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's deserved. So, <laughs> uh, but it's important because, listen, guys, you, know, you don't want to spend your life with somebody that, that fucking doesn't like you. You know, or that you no longer like. If you don't like yeah. them anymore, you like. It's you gotta tough. be honest with yourself and, about that. Yeah, and one of the one of the tough parts is sometimes people will do it because they're like, "Listen, we're staying together for the kids." Uh, Not. No, because kids start to see it. You can't we're gonna, fake it. We're gonna come back to that. I actually wrote that down. So yeah, kids do see it. It's yeah. a modeling behavior of what they are going to expect, and or perceive as what is normal behavioral relationship yeah. type of things and stabbing is definitely bad right mm-hmm. if the kid's like well apparently when mommy and daddy or mommy and mommy or whenever whatever your fucking pronouns are they get into a fight it's okay to stab each other by I the way stab a lot are you like are you having thoughts of stabbing me today what the hell just let's get the podcast out of the way <laughs> we'll come we'll talk next week maybe i don't know wow so, <laughs> i'm stab you um but it's a modeling thing for, but isn't, wait, you know there's more about this than me. Isn't domestic violence higher in people of same-sex relationships? Um, yeah, I think that there actually are some stats that, that there's some pretty high rates. I don't know if it's higher rates of domestic violence among same-sex couples, but there are pretty high rates of domestic violence of, against, within same-sex couples, yes. I think currently it might be higher. But I could be full of shit. I've not... Guys, listen. I've not I, looked at the most recent stats. I know that all domestic violence rates have gone up in the last two years. From what we can tell, because there's a severe underreporting issue all the time. Yeah. So. But I, I think, you know, it's not the 80s when men were just slapping the shit out of women. <laughs> Late 70s. Uh, it was in movies. Think of movies. A woman would be screaming hysterical and a guy would be like... And she'd immediately be like, I'm so sorry for getting out of control. <laughs> that was normal. Like in the late 50s? Yeah, that's that's weird. It's a weird. woman sounds hysterical? You just slap the shit? <laughs> yeah, the women that I was raised by did not abide by that kind of bullshit, though. So it's hard for me to process that. Because my grandma told a story about my grandfather hitting her once. And then she picked up like one of the little, like... Like the little coolers, like the, you know, put a six pack kind of a cooler, chucked it across the room out of his head and, and he never hit her again. So she was real clear and she was a short woman her whole life, shorter than him all of the time. And she was like, no, you're not going to fucking hit me. But he was pretty short too. He was like my height, but she would have come up to like my chest. She was a very short woman. Did she have a little person? No, what she wasn't was a little What was the shape of her head like? She was not a little person. Did she, she was have just tiny short. fingers? No. She was fully proportionate. She was Where's just your grandma, midget? She a little no, person? No, she was just short. Listen, guys, we're making revelations today. I did not know that Guz's grandma was a dwarf. She's so, n- she was not a dwarf. Did she wear shoes? Yeah. All the time? As much as you and I do. Hmm. Alright. Well. I'm not having you shit shit talk to my grandma. I'm not shit-talking your grandma, who may or may not have been a dwarf. She was not. For fuck's sake. If she was trying okay, to she take a ring to Elderon. Okay, she probably would have come Elderon. up to my chin. <laughs> She's not a fucking hobbit. Okay. 
your words, not mine. So, uh, yeah, guys, going back to the point. Sorry for joking around. We're just, it's been a fucking, it's been, it's been some fucking time. Uh, yeah, just know when to call it a fucking day. Hey, guys, these podcasts, they're not all going to be winners. You know? We're not the fucking Rolling Stones. I, I say stuff <laughs> that I don't completely know, and Guz responds to it with her also not completely knowing. And here we are. I'm sorry. But you chose to listen. <laughs> you made that choice. Nevertheless. Yeah. yeah. So violence is one time to call it a day for sure. Loneliness, anger, hatred. Uh, Disliking your, your partner or feeling like they dislike you for sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you grow too far apart. You're no longer on the same path. I wrote that down later too. Yeah. Uh, actually... Yeah, that brings me to a thing that I wrote down. A relationship is an organic thing. It's organic. Yeah. Uh, it changes. Mm-hmm. They, they grow, they shrink. And if you're in a relationship, you got to learn how to adapt to that. And that's not just marriages. Like any other relationship, it's friendships, everything. Yeah. They're all organic. And they, and they, they're move, they move and they change based on a lot of factors. Um, sometimes things well beyond the two people. Yeah, sometimes out of your control. It is entirely possible for you and your partner to slowly grow apart without you fully realizing that it's happening. Yeah. And by the time you do realize that it's happening, it's fucking too late. Are you and trying to tell me something today? I said we'll catch up on the <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off track. Um, so... But he were, always teases me, so I feel like I get about a what I, leaving you. No, <laughs> you son of a bitch! I am a son of a bitch. Anyway, I'm a son of a Brenda. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're organic. You got to learn to adapt to them, and especially people, because people are so fucking difficult, right? They're so hard. Yeah. I mean, and especially on top of them being difficult. They're weird. Oh, yeah. We're a bunch of fucking savage weirdos. Yeah. And we're all very differently weird. It's a carnival circus freak show. Across the globe. All, all over. Mm-hmm. And then two of the freaks get together and like, You guys want you want to share a bed? And the other freak is like, All right. <laughs> and now we have marriage. That's how it happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in the history books. So, yeah, relationships are organic. And you have to know when you got to bow the fuck out. You gotta know. I, just like in my first marriage, I was like, no, I think we could work it out. I was wrong. But with my youngest son's mother, at some point I was like, I think I can get through the, I think, I, I, I literally, this is what I was saying to myself. I think I can get through this. <laughs> like it was a fucking war. That's obviously not the mindset you want to have in a relationship. No, that kind of self-talk should be the kind of clue I realize that now. Yeah. I had the same kind of self-talk with my first husband with that kind of yeah, stuff. I, like, listen, I'm Irish. I'll fucking die unhappy. I don't care. <laughs> I will fucking die unhappy. I'm trying to get out of that, but I'll do it. I, I'll do it. 
up until this point, my life has essentially just been Nina Simone's Center Man song, just playing <laughs> rapid pace. And I'm trying to ease back and just relax for the last like 10 to 15 years. I've just been trying to like, all right, well. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Just and doing that. And I, I feel like that's helped me a lot with, with things. Oh, yeah. And I mean, my goal is to try to help give you the space to do that because you've not really had that before. And I know that. But you have to know when to give space. And that's not just with each other, but mm-hmm. that's with your kids, too. Mm-hmm. You got to know when to give them space, when not to give them space, when to fucking ride their ass, how hard to ride their ass. That stuff's hard to know. Difficult. Difficult. Because people forget, adults forget that they were kids, too. Yeah. They constantly forget. And that's fucking terrible. Well, and, and your kids are different than you, so... They are. E- even if you remember that you were a kid, you remember how you were as a kid. And if you're lucky, maybe you had siblings, but, like, I remember how I was as a kid, but I didn't have siblings, so I had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And I was a different kind of kid than either one of our kids. Yep. So... Um, not me. Okay. But uh, I but I was. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have nearly the same kind of frame of reference to help me figure out the best approach for them. That makes sense. I feel like the oldest uh, was a lot like me when we first got him and then organically grew because of some bad friendships that got sucked him in. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried our best. And he's still a good kid. Like, mm-hmm. he's, I, he's, he worked he's, himself he's out. He's working himself out, man. Trying, becoming an adult is fucking hard. Yeah. Because... You start to realize that life is hard, unfair, and and not in your favor. It's not, life is not there to help you. The whole fucking system is built to just fucking press you down. And it doesn't turn you into a diamond. It just turns you into fucking press shit. That's why you have to have positive attitude like me. (laughs) <laughs> and in the, sometimes the best of times might feel monotonous. Like the he, worst of times. Kids use the word bored so flippantly. And as an adult, I do not remember the last time that I felt bored. And the closest that I've come to it was probably a moment of like, oh, this is awesome. Because I have nothing to do and don't know what to do with myself. That's not a terrible thing. Especially if there's actually nothing that you have to do. I don't recall our children saying that they were bored. Oh, yeah. I've, I mean, they haven't in a while. But I distinctly remember both of them making statements about being bored. Okay. But you said earlier you didn't have siblings. Yeah. I had a cousin, R.I.P. Matt Diddy, Um who was a couple years older than me and we were together a lot but I also don't have brothers and sisters but he was as close to a brother as you could have as I could have I should say mm-hmm. um, so I had I did have a, some you had a pseudo sibling yeah I had a pseudo sibling I had some idea of what it was like um, but and we also you know we never did gave each other space Oh, really? Mm-mm. Never gave each other space? Mm-mm. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Uh, even whenever he was, like, going out with his friends and shit, like, 
because there was no phones and shit to do. It was like you, everybody got in a car and you drove to the mall or yeah. whatever the fuck people did. Like I went. Oh. Like I was there too. Interesting. Yeah, and they all had weird nicknames for me and whatever. I was like a little fucking mascot. Okay. It proved helpful in the lunchroom. Sure. Because I'm being older than you. All my friends, I mean. All the older kids. All knew the older you. kids knew me. And they weren't going to pick on you, and they defend you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had all, I had a whole crew of like who the like you know that was cool. Yeah. But like no, me and him were pretty much inseparable. We wake up, we'd go in the woods. Everything we did, we did together. I don't recall. I literally, I haven't thought about it to this moment, but I seriously think, I don't think there's ever been there was ever a time that we were living together that we weren't together. Interesting. Yeah. We were always in the same room. Like, we moved like a little unit. Hmm. I don't think I've thought about that until now. But, yeah, I don't... There was never, like, he's playing Nintendo and... Because we actually had separate rooms. And we never slept in each other's... We, we never slept... So you just slept in one of your rooms, but never separately. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was, it, it was just, like... Obviously, we just combined our rooms. Yeah. But anyway, fucking totally off topic. This isn't about me. It's not a fucking diary. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have I written down here? Orphaned adulthood and its Im- impact on a family. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. We don't have any siblings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No aunts, no uncles. None that we claim. I mean, we, we have some. We just don't associate with them. Our children don't have any aunts or uncles. Oh, our children don't have any aunts or uncles. Yes, right. correct. Yeah, because we don't have any siblings. Yeah. So, and we're both orphans. We, yeah. Parents gone, right? Mm-hmm. So the kids have no grandparents. No, not any. Well, the oldest he had, like, isn't his dad's mom, like his bio dad's mom still alive? You think he gives a shit? Technically, my bio dad is still alive, I think. Yeah, so no, the kids don't have any grandparents to speak of, although none that they actually consider grandparents. They did for a minute. There was a couple periods of time. There was a little short period of time when, ah, girls, when her mom was alive, there was a period of time where she was grandma. Oh, yeah, she loved the shit out of that, too. Yeah, and she did love the shit out of it. And Ethan considered her, and still considers her, as a grandmother that he had. And I think the oldest does, too. Not as Not much. as much as Ethan, but I think but yeah. he does. And I think towards the end there, our buddy's parents were really trying to yeah. scoop up the grandparent role. And they were doing a good job at it, too. Like, we were going oh. there for... Thanksgiving Christmas and Christmas dinner. Yeah. You know, it was pretty fucking... It well, was and she nuts. helped out when you you had that little stint in the hospital and he needed a ride to the piano lessons. Like, yeah. No, they were... They were grandparently for a short time period. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it was. was. Yeah, I think... And I don't know if they tried... I don't know if they ever had a conversation about trying to do that or not, but, but they did. And sadly, they're both dead now, but... It, it was pretty dope for a couple of years. Yeah. It was nice. But it's harder whenever, you know, listen, you fill out forms for your kids and if... Uh, emergency the emergency contact. The emergency contact list. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before. The emergency contact list literally goes uh, 
like me or Guz and then to our two buddies. Yeah, our two buddies. Like best friends. Like they're Although, friends. It goes straight straight to friends. There's no I think at some point, like if if the kids were younger, we would probably at this point switch it to the one buddy's wife. Just because you know that women tend to be what more... do women tend to do more <laughs> answer of, <honey>? the phone <laughs> just answer the phone better okay I thought you were going to take it to some maternal shit no we just are more accessible because of our willingness to answer the phone well Mr. Mr. B has never not answered the phone when called in need so I know that alright I was just kind of making a joke but Jesus it is Christ. but guys think about this just reflect on this a little bit a lot of people have families, and I'm not, and maybe you do or you don't, I don't know. But how far down the line on emergency contact list do you have to go before you'd have to write down a friend? Like, is it three, four, five? Like, and we don't say this begrudgingly because I feel like no, we've I love cho- our friends. No, they are our family. We chose them to be our family. Yes, absolutely. No, those, those are our peeps. Yeah. Um, 100%. So but it is different than but we having trust them 100%. Oh yeah. And I think I mean I've had conversations with all of them. If something happens if I die, what they have to do. Yeah. They'll know. Not Everybody sure. knows. And and not just like one of them know. I'm saying No, I know. I've talked to one. I'm like, "Well, this one's going to do this. This is what I need you to do." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And they, everybody understands. Yeah. So I think that's important. So it's not as necessarily this extended family, but just relationships. Yeah. And how you have them and, and how you build them and trust them and, and that. I, I, and I've been pretty lucky with having some of the dopest fucking friends ever. Chosen family can be way more supportive than biological family very often. Yeah, my friends are dope. Um, parenting as orphaned adults, though, is tricky because your kids miss out on some shit that other kids get to enjoy. Like, the whole grandparenting thing. Yeah. You know, the youngest has met my bio mom, but doesn't remember it because she died at 44. He was only, like, one, I think. He doesn't remember any fucking, any fucking thing. So... Yeah, that's just that. Sorry to end that on a sad note. Uh, titties! Hey, we'll end up positive. <laughs> um, let's talk about old adages. All right? Old sayings from back in the day. Whenever we were kids, maybe people would say this. Oprah probably said some of this shit. Right? Don't go to bed angry. Yeah, my grandparents and my mom would say that. Why? Is it true? Uh, is it true? I think you and I have both demonstrated that you can go to bed angry and that's just the better thing because in the morning then just... So long as you can go to bed angry and just let it the fuck go and have the next day be fresh. Going to bed angry, waking up angry, and restarting a fight would be terrible. But what the fuck would even cause that? I don't know. I mean, that was a legitimate question. I mean, somebody who's <laughs> not able to just let shit go. I mean, it used to be really the concept. So I grew up with the concept of don't go to bed angry. So that was a learning curve with me and you that 
I needed to learn that if we went to bed and you were angry, that the next day was going to be like, we did not have to resolve it that night because that actually would make it worse. But just going to bed. Yeah. That the next day would be better because we didn't need to fuck. Because cause sometimes all, you just got to fucking stop talking and let it go. Yeah, because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It never matters. It never matters. But that was a learning well, curve for it me. Fucking ninety nine percent of the time doesn't fucking matter. It's okay to go to bed angry. It's mm-hmm. totally okay. Because you know what happened? You guys disagreed, you couldn't find the common ground to sit on, you're mad, and now it's bedtime, and you're not gonna find the common ground, so just go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. And when you wake up, you're in a whole different matrix and everything somebody pressed the reset button. And if you still need to talk about it, at least you have a fresher, calmer mind. Yeah, you do. And you've probably had some time to really think about it. And, and you can go at it from a totally different place than you were when you were tired and angry and in the heat of it. Also, before you even approach it the next day, let's say it's that 1% where it's like, I do got to bring it up the next day. Before you bring it up, you really, really need to think about where was I wrong here? Oh, yeah. Because you definitely were. Neither party is 100% right, and neither party is 100% wrong. But not being 100% right, you need to fucking understand. Mm-hmm. So humility is a pretty fucking big deal. And if it's one of those situations where you actually do feel like you have to bring it up the next day, here's a little tip. It's not a tip of the day. It's a mid-podcast tip. I don't know if I could fucking work that in, but you should start out with, okay, here it is. Start out with, so I I believe I might have been wrong X, Y, and Z. I do feel like blah, 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 and I respect and understand your blah, blah, blah. I think maybe we'll just have to agree to disagree. This is one of those things that's... I mean, it has to be a pretty big deal to be brought up the next fucking day. Yeah. Maybe agreeing to disagree isn't on the fucking table. And if it's that kind of fucking problem, maybe you need to just sit down and discuss privately like adults. You know, we teach combat communication. Yeah. It's going to require more communication on that point. But starting out with, here's where I think I fucked up. Yep. Is a great strategy. Because well, yeah. now you've taken down... you've pulled the person's like now they're instead of coming at you defensively you pulled the defenses down yeah because you're saying here's where i fucked it yeah all right i fucked it here and after hearing you say here's where i fucked it they're much more statistically are going to be much more willing to say yeah okay i i kind of fucked it over here too yeah yeah and then you can have a much more concrete and useful conversation about that sticky point in the middle that you need to still talk about. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, all right. Yeah. So don't go to bed angry is a bullshit adage. Uh, mm-hmm. it can, it, you can go to bed angry. Just, you know, fucking pull your thumb out your mouth and go lay down, put your head on a pillow, and uh, in the morning come at it with a fresh fresh head. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Um, couples should go to bed at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a nice idea, and it feels good when you do it, but it's just not realistic for everybody. But in movies and TV and everything, it's always couples are getting ready for bed at the same time. The man, hold on, wait, I gotta go through this fucking image of my brain. The man's taking off his wristwatch, 
The woman's in there brushing her teeth. They're both having conversations about how they dealt with the kids that day. And listen, it's fucking horseshit. It's not, it's not real life. Also, we should have realized to not take like the nighttime routine from couples on TV back when they were refusing to show couples sleep together on TV. Because... By the way, little known fact, first couple to be shown in the same bed together on television was... I've told you this. Was it Was it I Love Lucy or was it not I Love Lucy? It was not. They had separate uh, beds. Was the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch was the first fucking TV show in color, by the way. That TV show was in color. Yeah, so we shouldn't be taking our tips from, you know, nightly routines from couples from TV. No. Based on just that. Yeah, because apparently, you know, Lucy and Desi never fucked each other, so... Because they both had twin size beds that were And if they did, it was definitely in the kitchen, and then they slept separately. Oh, Lucy definitely got railed in the kitchen twice. <laughs> sure. But that's not the only place she was getting railed. Yeah. What was he? What was his nationality? He wasn't... Mexican. He was Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. That Cuban motherfucker. He'd probably get the old stogie out sometimes. Jesus Christ. Let her know. <laughs> Oh, guys. Stogie reference could have gone a whole have, couple different ways. I've stopped myself. <laughs> you don't even understand the restraint I just had. Good for you. All right. Um, yeah. Going to bed at the same time. Listen, me and guys used to at some times when it was appropriate, but and sometimes we my still sleep do. schedule is weird. I have we- I sleep weird. Man. Yeah, you sleep real weird, and and I keep a pretty normal sleep, like a pretty routine sleep schedule. Yeah, because is the normal one. Like I I go to bed around the same time most of the time, and if I don't, I start falling asleep on the couch. Gus goes to bed like an eighty-two-year-old woman. If Murder She Wrote was on television, she would fall asleep, <laughs> knitting needle in hand. Oh, you can never she do that. You're gonna fuck up your she row. She would start snoring, and I would look at my watch, and it'll be nine twelve. I'm like, <laughs> I do fall asleep early, but to my credit, the I love, do- I love these excuses you're about to bring up. They're not excuses. It's reality. Mm-hmm. The dogs wake me up on a fucking, on a schedule. Even on the weekends, the dogs wake me up. I shouldn't say the dogs. Jack wakes me up on a schedule. He's playing you, man. He's playing you. What time do you wake up today? Today was 9.30, about 9.30. None. Well, he actually did not wake me up. I woke up, but as soon as I was putting my allergy eye drops in my eyes and like blinking and laying there, I could hear him come to the bottom of the steps. Because you know he took a piss. At it's like not about five in the morning. It's not about pissing. I've, I've really thought about this. It's not about him needing to pee. It's about breakfast. His stomach is on a schedule. Remember the last time we had a time change? How much it threw like. How he was whiny for... He still does it. But it was... When we had the last time change, lunch was an issue. It still is. 20 he... minutes before lunchtime. He's like... Bah, bah, bah. And I don't want to make the fucking noise because my dog wound up. But his stomach is on a schedule. So that's what it is in the morning. Is he wants breakfast. It's not about having to pee. Sometimes it is about having to shit. Unless he shit the night before... Because there are some mornings when I let him out before breakfast and he pisses and shits. All right. I'm just glad that we could bring such colorful commentary to this podcast. 
The point is, is even if I try to get myself off of a schedule and stay up really late and plan on sleeping in really late, the dogs don't let me. So I sleep on a pretty standard schedule. Yeah. I, on the other hand, do not. Uh, I take medication out me sleep because I don't sleep. And it is very easy for me. I could be awake for days um, and not get sleepy. It's weird. But, but not good or healthy. No. So we need him sleeping every day. That's a whole day. separate fucking podcast. Yeah. Might want to write that down someplace. What happens when I don't sleep? Um, yeah, I I don't sleep well. Uh, so I take medication to sleep. Like last night, uh, I was I was up until fucking fucking time change. I five thirty. Me and the youngest boy were having a conversation. I thought it was. I'm looking at his analog clock. You know the clocks that are, you're supposed to be able to read. And uh, understand time, and all of a sudden, I uh, looked at my phone, and it was like f- f- 4.03. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Time change. You know, it was 3 o'clock or whatever it was, and and we were both getting ready. Like, all right, man, you got to settle up. And all of a sudden, it's 4. By the time I brushed, uh, flossed, brushed, let the dogs out, did the things I had to do, my self-care, I had to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the things for me. By the time I got those things done... I'm in bed. It's fucking 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. You're about to wake up in a couple hours. Yeah. Now, the only time this is an issue is if I have to wake up early. But I'm, I'm pretty good with sleeping on like two to three hours of sleep and getting up and going, usually. But it'll catch up with me. Yeah, but we don't like it catching up with you either. But yeah, you can I, do it. I can, I can do it for a day or two. But by day three, I'm pretty worn. And I'm like, all right. And then it's like 8, 7.30. On the, I'm on the couch. And I'm like. Yeah. So. Which I'm just glad for because. Because I got to sleep. Yeah. Got to sleep. But going to bed at the same time. Guys, it's about individuality. You, you know, couples don't run on clocks. They're individual people. Yeah. You have to respect each other's body clock and, and yep. what your needs are. You absolutely do. And they're different. And they can be different. And that's totally fine. Uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, all right, that's, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, here's another one, and this one's, I don't think an old adage, but I think it's an old taboo. Mm. Uh, sex should never be discussed in front of children. Oh, yeah. Um, And obviously, I'm not talking about, like, personal, like, hey, last night I really gave it to you, huh? I'm not talking about that. Personal details. I might have said that. I don't, but if not you did that. so, it was in jest, a joke. and also when the kids are like in their upper teenage years. Yeah, and, and even that was a joke. It's, yeah. it's not like I was like, hey, hey, I didn't, I didn't do some Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> like, boy, I'll tell you, my wife last night, huh? Um, really, really gave it to her a couple of times. And by a couple of times, I mean two pups, and I was done. Uh, Jesus Christ! Nobody is listening to this. <laughs> so. I'd it's say a, Jesus Christ, even if we, we weren't recording it. So, uh, yeah, man, it's okay to talk about sex sex in front of kids. Like, it is a normal human thing to do. Yeah. And, and I'm going to double down on it with this. Why don't you give some examples? Um, like I said, nothing personal. I wouldn't say, like, man, I really, I really railed your mom. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but... But to say that adults have sex and sexual intercourse is normal, natural, and something to want, uh, I've had 
both boys ask me questions about sex in terms of like very personal questions related to them and their own sex life. Uh, I've been very fortunate and lucky of modeling communication. Yeah. So, you know, they'll ask questions, you know, like, you know. uh, But your basis is like, we've always talked about sex in a developmentally appropriate way throughout their life and adapted that what that talk is over time so that it's continues to be developmentally appropriate. You're putting the words in my mouth. And I like them. I'm going to chew them up, <laughs> swallow them, and digest them. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, but normalizing Normalize sex. Normalize the fact that sex is occurring. Because you know what happened? Listen, my grandparents, I seen them hug one time and kiss one time. That's all I've ever seen my grandparents do that. Wow. My mother and my father, uh, one time. <laughs> 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 Shit. First of all, my father was extremely abusive. But one time I remember coming out of my bedroom. We lived in a trailer and I walked in. My mom was totally topless, sitting in front of my dad who she was on the floor and he was in a chair and he was just just rubbing some titty, just massaging the shit out of some titty. And I'd like to note that when I entered the room, nothing stopped. The titty massaging continued, and I just stood there, and my dad looked at me, he's like, do you need something? <laughs> and, I, and I go, nope. <laughs> I turned around, <laughs> and I went back to bed. All I, right. I'm pretty sure we're done here. So, and that was that. Yeah. Another time, I remember I walked out, and it, it was early in the morning, like serial time for a little kid in the morning, and I left, I walked out of my bedroom. My bedroom, by the way, in this trailer was so small I couldn't fit a mattress, so I just had like a sleeping bag on the floor. I'm not trying to get pity points or anything, but we grew up poor. Walked out of the bedroom and into the living room, and here's all I saw was my mom kind of wrapped in a blanket, my dad almost just in the X position, dick flopped, (laughs) and a jar of Vaseline Oh my god. Off to the side. There was a lot to take in. I think I was like five. <laughs> I had so many questions. So, again, what did I do? I turned around, <laughs> back to my room, and I just sat there cradling my knees and crying until somebody woke up. I didn't do that. I just sat there and waited until I heard movement in the living room, and then I got up and went out there. But I was around sex. I found my dad's porno magazines. You know, I was around that stuff. It didn't turn me into a fucking sexual predator or anything like that, but it also wasn't hidden from me. My grandparents hugged and kissed all the time. Yeah, I didn't see any. I didn't see any of that, and unless it was movies. And my mom and the smattering of of boyfriends, I would see them hug and kiss, and I would sometimes overhear sex. Oh, I overheard sex a lot. But yeah, it was never hidden or anything like that. And I saw affection. I actually interrupted it once. Hmm. Yeah, as a child. My mom was fucking this guy. Oh, I want to say his name so fucking Don't. bad. This fucking... Just move forward. Mm, this... Sh- 
short Italian fuck. Uh, anyway, they were making so much fucking noise. I just remember be yelling out, Mom, as loud as I can. <laughs> and she, the, the noise stopped. And she came in the room. And she had like, I don't know, a fucking hand towel over her, like one nipple. It was ridiculous. She goes, and she's completely plastered. And she goes, what's wrong? And I go, will you stop making so much noise? And she laughed, <laughs> went back to her room, and continued getting railed by this guy. Ugh. And I was like, God damn it, I have to live with this. Yeah, that's not I've walked in my cool. on, I've walked in on my mom giving a blowjob before. Yeah, so... I have a scarred life. Uh, I guess... An, an appropriate note is that as the kids have lived with us and been young and we've tried to make sure that we weren't loud while having sex when they were home. Yeah, that's the goal. In fact, so much so that when we first moved into our house, the we had originally... The of our bed is in a specific situation. Because originally we had placed it directly over their bedrooms and sleeping there the first night, we're like, oh, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work out. So we had to move the bed. Yeah, that's true. So... But talking about it's normal here. But here's the thing: I was actually trying to get to without being like a fucking <laughs> a pedophile, or in as the Brits say, a pedophile, um, which kind of makes more sense, right? Pedophile. I mean, doesn't that kind of sound like feet? They're, they're sounds like a person that fucks feet. Their pronunciation of a handful of words, I think, is what we should be going for. Anyway. I got off track. But here's the important thing to do in front of your children. I think, hug your significant other. Yeah. Kiss your significant other. Tickle. Tickle. Play. Be affectionate. Say, I love you. Yeah. Always say, I love you. Um, always. Yeah. Always, always, always. Uh, both boys at this point. 18 and... 22. 20s. I knew the age I was swallowing. 18 <laughs> and 22. Just phlegm. Not, nothing else. 18 and 22. Uh... Still to this day, I love you, man. Hugs, mm -hmm. nothing but love. Everything is love, including love. in front of their friends or whatever coworkers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, uh, he could. The youngest could be outside with five friends looking at his car, and I'd be like, "All right, man, love you." And he's like, "Love you too." And it's not a big deal. Nobody's embarrassed. Yeah, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Wait, what? Uh, am I supposed to be embarrassed because I love my parents? Go fuck yourself. Um, sorry, your life is trash, Brian. Not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's an old TV trope, too, of, like, kids not being cool with that. But maybe it did happen in real life, but hopefully we're starting to see some of that shift. Hopefully. But it's important to do. You yeah. gotta show affection, man. Normalize it. Yeah, you gotta normalize affection. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's important to respect privacy. And not just of your kids but each other mm -hmm. obviously but also your kids um if the youngest comes home and he's in some sort of fucking goth mood i'm not going to give into that go have your little goth mood in your room maybe you had a bad day you know whatever i'll i'll approach you later but sometimes people need privacy they be left alone and that includes adults mm -hmm. sometimes i need left the fuck alone yeah. Sometimes so does the cuss. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, and, and I mean, sometimes we indicate it with nonverbals, and other times we actually have said, like, hey, I just, I need some time. I fucking need a minute, dude. 
I just said it at work the other day to uh, Dover. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm just very fucking irritated. And I just, I, I can't talk for a while. And he there, goes, okay, I get it. There's been an... I don't know if he has that kind of... I don't know if he talks like that to his wife. <laughs> he said it to me. I was like, hey, man, I need to... I need, I'm very pissed off and irritated. I just... I need to be left alone for a minute. He goes, okay, completely understand. And then we didn't talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. I... That's important. It is. And figuring out whatever it is that you need that time to do... I mean, whether it's take a walk, go out in the yard, over the last year for myself, unless it's nice out. Because if it's nice out, I might say, like, I just need to go out in the, and fuck with the garden for a little bit. But, like, when it's not nice out, like, I need 10 minutes just to go meditate. And that's what I do during that time because that helps me reground. But And whenever you go, I need to go meditate, what do I do? I Leave. say, fuck you in your meditation <laughs> with your juju bullshit witchcraft. No. Of course you do. I say, okay, babe. Yeah, okay. All right, babe. Yeah. That sounds great. And I let her go do her thing. Yeah. It's very simple. It's not hard to do, guys. No. Just respecting each other's boundaries and, and what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And also at verbalizing them to one another. If I just walk off in a huff, you might not, or just walk away, you might not realize that I need 10 minutes by myself. If I say like, hey, I need to go meditate. Yeah. You know, that's like, I need 10 minutes of alone time. And uh, not only do you not bother me for that 10 minutes, but you try to get the dogs and, you know, the kids to also not bother me. Try. Yeah, you try. That's the goal. Obviously, dogs, you know, they are what they are. But, on but top, you try. But on top of needing space, though, you also have to read the room and have the ability of, like, fucking Professor X of knowing, like, or does she, does she need a hug? Mm, yeah. That's a trick. There's a tough one there. Because, I'm going to be honest with you. That's something I could do better at. I could do better at, okay, she needs a hug. I, I know that that's something I could do better at. And I'm working on it. But I think there is an important line there between she needs Comfort. time alone to self-soothe versus she needs some support and a hug here he comes are you ready to pause this shit yeah i'm gonna do this and then we're gonna try to add on yeah we're gonna pause it and it's already going long guys so yeah, we're gonna pause it and we're gonna do a tip of the day and stuff <laughs> oh we're getting we're going back again uh-huh all right guys hopefully uh that was just a short pause for you this is our second attempt at the post pause moment since the dogs just got into a fight because you know, fucking dogs. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we do have a tip of the day, which I jokingly referred to as... A Todd. Todd. It was way funnier the last time. It so was way funnier. Ho hopefully we can actually use that. All right, Margo. Because I'm going to keep that joke because it's still a funny joke. It's not as funny as before. But Todd, keep on learning things, guys. Keep on learning stuff. Um... You know, in Germany, shitstorm, like the dogs just had. Mm -hmm. In Germany, shitstorm is a polite way of saying uh, it's an internet-born controversy. Oh, really? Yeah. So in Germany, if you, if there's any German listeners out there, you could definitely email us to correct all the bullshit that I'm saying. That email is mediocre.marriaging at gmail.com. Correct. So... As far as I know, shitstorm in Germany is a polite way of saying 
it's an internet-born controversy. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing, <clears throat> Q, the only letter in the alphabet not to be used in the U.S. state. Interesting. Yeah. The one that got me though is I was like Z, and of course Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Uh, v. Vermont. Wow. I wouldn't have had it quick. Hmm. But that, yeah. So Q, only letter not used in a state. Interesting. Only the Quebecians can use them. So. Well, we use it in cities though. Albuquerque. Well, Alba yeah, it's like, yeah, but that's like how many fucking Qs can we use? It's like they got together and like, listen, Qs underused. Let's put 17 of them in work. <laughs> I like Albuquerque. Albuquerque, Albuquerque. I didn't even know it was real. <laughs> I just thought it was from fucking Looney Tunes. Because that's where they sent everybody was Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sent them to Albuquerque. Huh. Well, Garfield, they sent, they, he always sent Normal to Abu Dhabi. I just remember Looney Also Tunes, a real place. It was, it was Albuquerque. <laughs> and I'm like, Albuquerque's a funny word. And then I heard it was real, and I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, tip of the day, guys, always keep learning stuff, not just about yourself, but about your partner, about how to do things, and uh, just maybe how to be a better person. Don't ever stop learning. And here's the funny thing about learning, is the more you learn, um, the dumber you actually realize you are. It's pretty funny. It's an ironic thing. This fucking thing went off the rails a minute ago, since the dogs got into a goddamn UFC fight. Uh, yeah, and the last time they did that, we ended up with fucking blood being... The one got their ear nipped and ears bleed so much. Now that nobody's bleeding right now, but the last time they did this, there was blood all night and then gauze and the gauze tape. And it, it was just a fucking thing for a full 24 hours last time they did this. That's because the dog, who's the size of a fucking donkey, thought he was going to one-up the dog that's the size of a sheep. Did and we, not go his way. And we still don't know what happened, <laughs> and I still think that one of them might be mildly injured. We just don't see any blood. I don't think either one of them are injured. Well, it shakes me up. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. It, it shakes me up a lot. It's weird. We'll just talk about that later. Sure. I'm going to write that down. Hold on, let me write that down. Well, you, could, we, could we wrap this up and then you write oh, it down Oh, yeah, after? I'm going to write it down first, though. Dog fighting. Is it bad? <laughs> it's bad I'm not Michael fucking pick alright um, guys that is the fucking haphazard <laughs> podcast that we have mediocre marriaging and other observations um, I am Toby7 and as always I'm with <laughs> Bye, folks. All right, I'm going to play something a little soothing. How about that? I would like that. I want something a little soothing? Soothing would be good. All right. I'm going to play us out with something high. soothing. And we're going to let it play for like 30 seconds because it might feel good, okay? Everybody, hey, be nice to each other, please. Just, there's a lot of shit going on in a lot of places. And if everybody would just take a beat and maybe just be nice, I think it would be uh, really helpful. I agree. And then you like that? No, I just agree. Yep. Hey, everybody, treat everybody like people. 
be nice to your neighbor. And uh, until next time, folks. Right? Until next time. Later, everybody. Bye. <laughs>